MSW Media. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Friday, November 19th, 2021. Today, the January 6th committee continues to deliberate about Meadows and Jeffrey Clark, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds improperly used COVID funds for salaries, the CBO score is out on the Build Back Better plan, and it's good news. Mark Meadows is suggesting Donald Trump should be the next Speaker of the House should Dems lose control of the House in 2022. Donald gave an agency $100 million to fight COVID and no funds have been dispersed. The Oklahoma governor has commuted the death sentence for Julius Jones, and the new U.S. attorney in the Southern District of New York has indicted two Iranian hackers for a voter intimidation scheme in the 2020 election. I'm Allison Gill. And my goodness, I'm Dana Goldberg. Did I tell you yesterday the news is heating up, or did I tell you yesterday the news is heating up? You did. I didn't expect it to get this hot so soon, but here we are. It is so hot. You are afraid of my heat. <laughs> you afraid of my Guatemalanes? <laughs> You're what? My Guatemalanes, my heat. <laughs> it's aspirin. I'd scrape off the A and the S. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Miss Arman. Genius. So I'm going to be joined later by Laura Packard to talk about the health care benefits and the Build Back Better human infrastructure bill. And the CBO score is out on the BBB, on the Build Back Better, and it shows the tax revenues generated would be more than the cost. What's that? It's paid for? It's paid for. Hmm. And that the passage of the bill would actually reduce the deficit over a decade. And moderates seem to be comfortable with that CBO score. That's what they were waiting for. So we should see a vote any minute. And hopefully when you wake up tomorrow and you're hearing this, the bill will have passed the House. And also, just sort of breaking news here. <laughs> Sorry. I'm giggling to myself for a joke. If anyone asked you about the Build Back Better plan and how are we going to pay for it, just say it's the same as the former guy's sex partners. They're paid. It's paid for. They're paid for. It's paid for. for. It's bought and paid for. The same as Trump's sex partners. It's bought and paid for. We're good. (laughs) And uh, Mark Meadows is now pushing Trump as Speaker of the House in 2022, should Dems lose. So vote. And, And by the way, while that's a terrifying thought, it's also kind of a gift if Democrats use it in ads in 2022 as as messaging, like you want uh, don't want Trump to be Speaker of the House, you should probably vote. So it is a terrifying thought and a gift at the same time. Yeah, you said something even more terrifying just now. You accidentally said if you don't want Trump to be Speaker of the House, you should vote. And that's even more terrifying, AJ. And I know you met Mark Meadows. No. You met Trump? Meadows says no. that, <gasps> that Trump would be Speaker of the House in 2022. Trump's not even speaker in his own house. (laughs) (laughs) You can leave that one in. Leave all this shit in. Let's just go for it. Let's just leave it in. Yeah, fuck it. I'm sorry I tried to correct you, my friend. Fuck it whole. But we got a good joke out of it. (laughs) It was so fucking outrageous that you were like, wait a minute, you said. That can't be right. Yeah. No. Mm -hmm. Nope. That's what Mark Meadows is pushing. Oh, my God. Yeah, good times, good times. All right, we have a lot of news uh, as evidenced by the length of the introduction. So let's <laughs> hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right, Chairman of the House Committee investigating the insurrection says there's still time for former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows to comply with a subpoena before the panel moves forward with a vote to hold him in contempt. This is a due process thing, right? Let's give him one more chance. That's Benny Thompson, Democrat from Mississippi, said Tuesday the committee won't rush the effort. 
to make it clear that it has given the former North Carolina congressman multiple opportunities to cooperate. That goes toward any indictment that helps in court. Like, hey, we gave him every opportunity. That's part of the not rushing thing. And I know it sucks because we want to get this done and over with. But uh, that's part of it. But at the same time, the panel is prepared to hold Meadows in contempt for in the coming weeks if he doesn't give lawmakers any information about his role, you know, in the insurrection. The panel is also discussing a vote to hold former Justice Department official Jeffrey Clark in contempt after Clark appeared for a deposition earlier this month and declined to answer questions. Clark is a former assistant attorney general who aligned himself with Trump after Trump lost the election and pressured the Justice Department to help overturn his defeat. Quote, we think we're on sound footing at this point, but on the advice of counsel, we want to be able to indicate that we've made the best good faith effort we can to get this information. That's what Benny Thompson told reporters on Tuesday. He said the panel is unlikely to hold a contempt vote before lawmakers leave town for Thanksgiving. So keep that in mind. It's not going to happen before Turkey Day. Meadows's lawyer has repeatedly made clear he will not comply with the September subpoena, arguing that Trump has said he will assert executive privilege over the testimony. Meadows was Trump's top aide at the time of the insurrection. Unlike longtime Trump ally Steve Bannon, who was held in contempt by the House in October and indicted last week, Bannon had left the White House years earlier, so he has much less of a privilege claim, although neither of them do. Uh, the committee has rejected those arguments, especially as the White House has said President Joe Biden would waive any privileges over Meadows' interview, and as courts have so far shot down Trump's efforts to stop the committee from gathering information. The House panel has argued they have questions for Meadows and Clark, as they did with Bannon, that do not directly involve conversations with Trump and couldn't possibly be blocked by privilege claims. <laughs> we will make similar expansive arguments with Meadows and Clark as we did Bannon, according to Benny Thompson. So we'll keep an eye on that for you. We will indeed. And we're going to sketchiest fuck news. A state audit report on government spending released Monday accused Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds of using nearly $450,000 in federal coronavirus relief funds to pay salaries for 21 staff members for three months last year and concealing the spending by passing it through the State Department of Homeland Security and Emergency Management. State Auditor Rob Sands said a review of the state's payroll system. It showed that the money was used to pay the Republican governor's office staff, but it's unclear why she had to take federal money to pay the salaries. He said, what's not clear is why these salaries were not included in the governor's budget set prior to the fiscal year and prior to the pandemic. Now, he said in the audit report, and he went on to say, based on this information, we conclude that the budget shortfall was not a result of the pandemic. Now, Sands said he had asked Reynolds' office twice for documentation to support the spending and was told the governor's staff members during March, April, May, and June of 2020 were fully focused on responding to COVID-19 and protecting Iowa but never provided proof of the expenditure of the COVID response. He wrote Reynolds' office in October, telling her that paying staff salaries without proper documentation likely wouldn't get federal approval. But they said they ignored his suggestion. Now, Sands said that the state may be required to repay the money to the federal government. The audit is not the first time that Reynolds has been found to have spent federal funds for non-approved use. In December of 2020, Reynolds had to return $21 million dollars not just a quarter, not a dollar, not a thousand, $21 million in COVID-19 relief money after using it to upgrade an outdated state information technology system. So she's extra socialist. You extra. <laughs> okay. All right. Sweet lady. Yeah. Kim. Good luck, Kim. And a federal agency that was run by a college friend of Jared Kushner and was assigned $100 million to spend on fixing the COVID supply chain crunch 
has so far failed to invest a single dime, according to a new government watchdog report. In 2020, the Trump administration directed the International Development Finance Corporation, DFC, to loan out $100 million in Pentagon funds through the CARES Act to finance the domestic production of strategic resources needed to respond to the COVID-19 pandemic and to strengthen any relevant domestic medical supply chains. Hmm. Hmm. Companies were encouraged to apply for financial backing to help increase U.S. distribution of ventilators, vaccines, medical testing supplies, personal protective equipment, PPE, and other relevant products. According to a new government accountability office report, that's the GAO, 178 applications flooded into the agency's downtown Washington office, but no money flowed out. The agency's portal for loan applications has now been paused, and its authority to make COVID-related loans ends on March 26th. Adam Bowler, briefly a college roommate of President Donald Trump's son-in-law and advisor Jared Kushner, ran the International Development Finance Corporation starting in the fall of 2019. The DFC had been created with a bipartisan support in 2018 to help steer private investment to government-funded projects in the developing world. Bowler had worked in the private sector starting healthcare companies. He was appointed by the Trump administration to run the Health and Human Services Center for Medicare and Medicaid Innovation and then served as a senior advisor at HHS before he was appointed to the DFC in 2019. The author of the GAO report, Chelsea Kenny, told NBC News the lack of loans created an expectations gap in terms of performance. She said it's her understanding the agency has whittled the 175 applications down to eight but still had not provided any funds. Oh, wow. They really are milking this. I wonder where they invested it and how much they might be getting off that. Where'd it go? I don't know. All right. I have a happy news story. At least I believe this is one. The governor of Oklahoma on Thursday called off the execution of a death row inmate just hours before the man was put to death in a case in which the state's pardon and parole board had twice recommended that a sentence be commuted. Twice recommended. After prayerful consideration and reviewing materials presented by all sides of this case, I have determined to commute Julius Jones's sentence to life imprisonment without the possibility of parole. And that's Governor Kevin Stitt, as I said, and he said that in his statement. Now, the man Julius Jones, he was convicted of first-degree murder and sentenced to death in 2002. He was found guilty of killing Paul Howell, and Howell was in a car in the driveway of his parents' home when he was carjacked, and he was fatally shot in 1999. Now, the commutation came less than a month after the Supreme Court, with its three more liberal members dissenting, shocking, lifted a stay of execution that a federal appeals court had granted to Mr. Jones and another Oklahoma death row inmate, John Marion Grant, who was executed last month. Now, Mr. Jones, 41, a former high school basketball player from Oklahoma City, was only 19 at the time of the killing which he says he did not commit. Mr. Howell was a businessman from the suburb of Edmond, and he was 45. Now, protesters who had been gathered at the state capitol, they erupted in cheers after Mr. Stitt's statement was released. Mr. Stitt's announcement came soon after federal public defenders filed an emergency motion asking a federal judge to stay the execution based on compelling evidence that the drugs used in lethal injections, and we know this, quote, pose a serious and substantial risk of severe suffering and pain to the prisoners. I'm a abolish the death penalty person. I'm on team abolish. Like let's, it's, it's archaic. So many people that are innocent and those that aren't, we are paying for them to stay on after all of the people that, you know, they go on and they ask for continuances and they ask for this. We're paying that stuff. Mm-hmm. Just get rid of the death penalty. Yep. Get rid of it. I'm happy to pay for a lifetime without parole. hundred percent. But 
Also really interested in the Innocence Project to, to see where that is. For sure. In other late breaking news today, remember the story, Dana, cooked up by Trump and Rick Grinnell, that Iran was the real threat to the 2020 election? Yes. And they were interfering to hurt Trump by sending emails pretending to be proud boys and intimidating voters. But those emails actually threatened Democratic voters yes. whose information was hacked and stolen by the two Iranians, saying if they didn't vote for Trump, they'd know who they were and they would physically come after them. Well, the brand spanking new U.S. attorney in the Southern District of New York indicted those two Iranian hackers today in an unsealed indictment that was filed October 20th of this year, just 10 days after he, Damian Williams, took over at the SDNY as the U.S. attorney. The charges are for a false flag voter intimidation scheme against Democrats. And uh, I'll be going over it in detail on this Sunday's Mueller She Wrote podcast. Fantastic. No wonder Senate Republicans were delaying his confirmation. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> this is bad news for them and good news for those who have been waiting for stuff to start rolling again in the Southern District of New York. You remember how I was saying, you know, maybe they're waiting for the U.S. attorneys to get there before they do these big things. Yeah. This is more evidence of that. So I'm going to keep my eyes open for for more indictments that we've been waiting for to come out of the Southern District of New York and the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office, because he just got there November 5th. All right. We'll be right back with healthcare advocate and the executive director of healthcare voters, Laura Packard, to discuss the health care provisions and the two pronged Biden infrastructure bills. So stay with us. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's A.G. And today's episode of The Beans is brought to you by BetterHelp. Everyone can use help from time to time, especially when it comes to mental health. And BetterHelp's professional counselors are always there to provide professional online therapy, guidance and support. My experience with post-traumatic stress taught me that it's better to get professional support than to try, try to deal with problems by yourself. But asking for help can be hard, but that's why BetterHelp makes it easy and convenient. You can message your counselor at any time from anywhere in the world. You get timely responses and schedule weekly meetings by phone or video. It's more affordable than offline counseling and financial aid is available. And it's always free and easy to change a counselor if you want to. You can visit BetterHelp's website and read testimonials like this one by user CH who says, Working with Patricia has helped me untangle a lot of issues when it came to work, where I live, relationships, and what I want to do in life. I've only spent a few weeks with her, but I feel like she's helped me make the changes that I needed to do to overcome my depression that was partially due to how things were. I highly recommend Patricia. So visit BetterHelp.com slash Daily Beans. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for Daily Beans listeners, you get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Daily Beans. And today's show is also brought to you by Upstart. What would you do if you didn't have any high interest loans or credit card debt? With Upstart, you can pay off your existing debt quickly and easily and start living your life. It's easy to pay off your debt with an online personal loan with Upstart. Over a million people have done it. And they've consolidated high interest debt, paid off credit cards, and they've funded personal expenses with one low fixed monthly payment. Upstart looks beyond your credit score and they find you a better loan rate with their trusted partners by looking at other factors like your income and your employment history and your credit history. And you can check your rate without impacting your credit score in minutes for loans between $1,000 and $50,000. And you can receive your funds as fast as one business day after the acceptance of your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash daily beans. That's upstart.com slash daily beans. And don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Your loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. Just head to upstart.com slash daily beans to get started today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Today, I am honored to be joined by stage four cancer survivor, healthcare advocate and executive director of Healthcare Voter. Please welcome Laura Packard. Hey, Laura. Hello. 
It's good to see your face again. (laughs) Good to be here calling in from Tennessee. Yes, that's right. You're in Tennessee doing a little early turkey day action with the fam. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Because the uh, airline prices are so ridiculous for Thanksgiving weekend. I'm doing it a week early. Oh, well, nice. And it's just inflation because of Biden, even though it's global. But whatever. We're not here to talk about that. You're a healthcare advocate. And as the executive director of Healthcare Voter, we are on the precipice of voting for the Build Back Better plan, which will probably get marked up and cut apart in, in the Senate when it goes over there. But I wanted to talk to you a little bit about open enrollment for the Affordable Care Act, which is still the law of the land. Hey, and um, it has been shored up by the American Rescue Plan, Mm -hmm. which passed earlier this year in March. And there's a lot of provisions in it in the Build Back Better plan. Let's talk about that. Okay. well, first, uh, let's talk about deadlines. Open enrollment is going on right now. So you can go to healthcare.gov and sign up for a plan. The first deadline to keep in mind is if you want coverage that starts on January 1st, you need to enroll by December 15th in most states, but you have until January 15th. So uh, your your coverage would just start a little later. So you should try to get it done by December 15th. So you're good to go at the beginning of the year. But if the holiday is too much for you, you do have until January 15th to sign up. Yeah. And I think it's important to note because a lot of people have asked me, and I think that this is a valid question. Why is there only a limited amount of time that you can sign up for a healthcare plan? Why isn't it open enrollment all year round? And uh, there's some very specific answers to those questions, and I will allow you to address those. Because that's the way the insurance companies want it. (laughs) And they would say that the reason for that is if you could sign up for health insurance anytime, then you could wait until you get sick and then sign up uh, without paying premiums all along. So that would, you know, that would raise costs for everybody. However, how many people are really (laughs) waiting until something happens? Because, you know, if you get in a car accident, if you have a heart attack, those are unplanned things. So I think that that would be a very small amount of people, if anything, that would wait. But uh, keep in mind that this past time around, President Biden opened a a special enrollment period so that people were able to sign up from February through August. So right now, the plan is that open enrollment ends January 15th, but it would not be surprising at all to see them extend that. Yeah. And that uh, uh, probably pissed off the health insurance companies, but that's okay. I'm okay with that, you know, because in order to get ACA passed, there had to be a lot of concessions made with the health insurance industry. And that was one of them. And that's generally how it works with health insurance plans. And if you do have a major life event, like you have a child or if you get married, you can enroll outside of the enrollment period if something like that happens. But, uh, you know, I want to say there were a lot of concessions made to get Hmm. ACA passed, including the mandate, which would sort of mitigate expenses for the insurance companies if everyone had to buy in. And that was what the Trump era Republicans celebrated overturning much again to the chagrin of private health insurance, but maybe with the hopes that they would gut the entire law so that health insurance companies could go back to fucking us all over. But here we are uh, nonetheless. And now we know that when that enrollment period ends and you know that if you do have a major life event, you can enroll outside of the enrollment period. But let's talk about Build Back Better. There's a lot of really amazing provisions in this bill as it stands now and as it will be voted for by Democrats in the House that 
help shore up the Affordable Care Act and help expand health care coverage and access to timely quality health care. Again, before we talk about these provisions, I want you to know they could be cut up, marked up and removed by the Senate. And when I say by the Senate, I mean by two specific senators (laughs) who have taken a lot of lobby money from from private drug companies and private health insurance companies. And we know who they are. But let's talk about the provisions in in Build Back Better that that help shore up the ACA and expand access to health care. Sure. Well, the first thing is uh, you mentioned that uh, Affordable Care Act plans are cheaper than ever because of the subsidies that were in the American Rescue Plan. Well, those subsidies end next year. So the the um, Build Back Better would extend those out through 2025. And also it would fill the Medicaid gap. Over 2 million Americans that are low income in states like Florida and Georgia and North Carolina can't get health care right now because uh, they don't qualify for ACA subsidies. Uh, They were meant to have Medicaid in those states, but the state legislators refused to do their jobs. So that's 2 million people that can't afford health care and can't get it any other way. So fixes that problem also through 2025, as well as additional healthcare pieces, including uh, hearing coverage for Medicare, lowering the cost of prescription drugs also for Medicare, but pieces like uh, lowering the cost of insulin to $35 a month, capping those insulin costs would apply to private insurance too. And things like paid family and medical leave, home and community-based services, so seniors and people with disabilities can live in their homes. So all of those things are in the bill right now, but we'll see what the Senate does. Yeah. And let's talk about uh, people who are against some of these provisions. Specifically, I've been seeing a lot of ads recently on um, cable news networks. We won't name any CNN, MSNBC, where it's like like, like your grandma is there. And she's talking about how terrible bulk drug pricing and purchases would be for the government because certain formularies would be only certain formularies would be included and others wouldn't. And, and, and that prevents, you know, your your grandparents from getting or your parents from getting the, the drugs that they prefer or, or work better for them. They usually are the same. So, you know, you see this sweet lady saying, you know, don't do this to me. Don't take away my choice to have whatever drug I want by forwarding the idea of bulk purchase discounts by the government. And then at the bottom, it says paid for by Big Pharma. And you're like, okay, <laughs> when is Big Pharma paying for the ad? I think we know what's, what's going on. And the Department of Veterans Affairs has had this mm-hmm. for years. And the, the pharmaceutical companies hate it because the VA can buy drugs in bulk at super discounted prices. And yes, I'm a veteran. Sometimes you go in and the specific formulary you want is not there, but they'll have a generic or they'll have a different name brand that has the exact same ingredients. And you have to do that because that's where they negotiated these bulk drug prices. And then every once in a while, there'll be a drug that's not covered that you will have to pay more for. But you pay so much less for all the other ones, which is why I like the cap on insulin, by the way, which I think Manchin will not vote for, considering it was his daughter who raised the price of insulin by 650 percent as the CEO of a pharmaceutical company. But what do we say? How do we counter this message that you're going to kill your grandparents or your parents by allowing the government to negotiate bulk purchases of pharmaceuticals? 
Well, first of all, Big Pharma is very, very concerned that your grandmother might not be able to continue paying three times as much as grandparents in any other industrialized nation. They're very concerned about that. So just, just like you said, allowing the government to negotiate drug prices gets them down to a reasonable and normal level. It's what we should have done all along. And if you have private insurance, you already live in a world in which your insurance company could say, oh, it's not covered. And then you just have to pay out of pocket. But just the amount that you're paying for drugs already is ridiculous compared to anywhere else, which is why for people with a lot of prescriptions, it can make sense for them to travel to other countries to get their meds filled. And that's ridiculous. We're inventing a lot of those drugs right here. Why are we paying more than anybody else? So. Big Pharma is obviously concerned about their bottom line, but uh, they they should be uh, more concerned about the Americans' bottom lines. Hmm. Well, yeah, that's why I've always said healthcare should never be for profit because you you make money off of, of sick people and dying people, keeping them just barely enough alive to keep forking over, you know, money for insulin or dialysis or or whatever. So yeah, I'm I'm in 100% agreement with you there. I want to talk a little bit about how these benefits fare politically. But I have to take a quick break. Will you stay with me? Sure. Thanks, everybody. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's AG. And if you're looking for a delicious, healthy snack that's actually satisfying, I recommend Monk Pack Keto Granola Bars. They taste amazing. They contain just one gram of sugar, only two to three grams of net carbs, and they're only 140 calories each. They're gluten-free, grain-free, plant-based, and non-GMO with no soy or trans fats or sugar alcohols or high-intensity sweeteners. And uh, they are keto-friendly, but you don't have to be keto to love these. I've really been trying to eat better, and Monk Pack Keto Granola Bars have helped me so much because not only are they a great healthy snack, but they're filling and satisfying. Monk Pack Keto Granola Bars come in delicious flavors like coconut cocoa chip, peanut butter, and blueberry almond vanilla. My favorite today, it changes daily, is the coconut cocoa chip. Uh, I love the chewy texture. There's so many amazing flavors. They're delicious. They have no high-intensity sweeteners, no weird texture, and no weird aftertaste. So try it for yourself and you'll see. And we have a special deal for listeners. You get 20% off any purchase of any Monk Pack product um, for the first time that you visit by heading to monkpack.com and entering code DAILYBEANS at checkout. Monk Pack is so confident in their product. It has a 100% satisfaction guarantee. And if you don't like it for any reason, they'll exchange the product or refund your money, whichever you prefer. So there's no risk here. To get started, just go to monkpack, M-U-N-K-P-A-C-K.com, select any product, enter code DAILYBEANS at checkout, and you'll save 20% off your purchase. Monk Pack, delicious, nutritious food you can count on, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Today's show is also brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Are you getting enough? I bet you would love more. And our sponsor today, AdamandEve.com, wants to give you more with 50% off just about any item plus free shipping on your entire order. You know that for more than 50 years, Adam and Eve has built a reputation as a trusted and reliable adult toy store that takes pleasure and privacy very seriously. And when you want to shop erotic toys, Adam and Eve has it all for men, women, straight, gay, anywhere in between. Adam and Eve has everything you're looking for in an amazing variety of erotic products. So what do you have to do to get your 50% off one item and free shipping? It's not hard. Just go to adamandeve.com, select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. Just enter offer code DAILYBEANS at checkout and you'll get 50% off almost any item. Go check out adamandeve.com today. Select one item, get 50% off, including free shipping. When you enter offer code DAILYBEANS, that's D-A-I-L-Y-B-E-A-N-S at adamandeve.com. We've heard all about supply chain issues and delivery issues every day on the news. So don't wait on your Adam and Eve order. Shop now and shop early and hurry while supplies last. 
Everybody, welcome back. We're talking with the executive director of Healthcare Voter, Laura Packard. Laura, before the break, I had hinted at talking about some of these benefits and how they're, they fare politically. And something I've noticed, and I think something most Americans, you know, with, with eyes or ears or a brain have noticed, that once you get these benefits, they're very hard to take away. And I think that is probably why Republicans push so hard to prevent them from getting going in the first place. For example, the Affordable Care Act. Everybody hated it. Hell with Obamacare. But man, I love that Affordable Care Act. So they politicize it. So what do you think is going to happen to some of these provisions in in the Senate? We know that not a single Republican is going to vote for the Build Back Better bill. And they know once you have, look, they've been trying to get rid of Social Security or privatize it since it happened. And people, I've seen Republicans say, keep your government hands off my Social Security. So how do we sort of move forward and in, in, in protecting, is there anything we can do to protect these provisions as the Senate sits down with its red pens? Well, first of all, uh, Republicans are already taking credit for infrastructure bill improvements in their districts that they did not vote for. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see more of that with Build Back Better once it passes, because everything in this bill is incredibly popular. People want to pay less for prescription drugs. They want more Americans to have health care. They want to pay less on their own health insurance premiums and have um, paid family leave when they need it. So already the pieces of this bill are incredibly popular, which is why we need to keep pressing uh, our representatives and our senators in particular to make sure that they don't listen harder to Big Pharma or the Chamber of Commerce instead of uh, their own constituents, because the Chamber is also coming out. uh, They they are really trying to kill paid leave and some uh, other pieces of the bill, which doesn't even make sense because your employees are going to uh, do better work if they're not working sick. But uh, again, uh, the the chamber's interests do not align with most of Americans. No. And, and that brings up a, a really important point, because as these negotiations continue, I want everybody to like think back to March when Biden addressed a joint session of Congress after his first hundred days. Think back to that day where he stood up and said, we've got the American Rescue Plan passed. Now we want to pass two bills on infrastructure, human infrastructure and physical infrastructure. And we're going to spend $3 trillion. And everyone went, what? $3 trillion on infrastructure in two bills combined? That's impossible. Amazing. I can't wait. Holy shit. I hope we can get it done. And here we are in November all complaining and bitching about the fact that we have a $3 trillion combined infrastructure package for human and and physical infrastructure and traditional infrastructure. So I just want everyone to kind of be aware that the media, the socials, the Republicans, they're going to try to piss you off at what ends up not being in this bill. But I just want everyone to kind of remember back in March when we were all so thrilled about $3 trillion. There will be things taken out of this bill. It will. It might get smaller. It might not. We don't know what the Senate's going to do with it. But I just kind of want everybody to keep that little bit of information in mind while we also push for every single provision that's currently in the bill. It is possible. I promise you, you can do it. You can hold two thoughts in your head. Boy, I want all these things. I'm going to push for all these things. But I'm not going to throw the entire thing in the shit can because a couple of things were pulled out. 
And I just kind of I, I really want to make that point because I it's coming. It's coming. And the media knows and social media knows that if you're angry, they make more money. So don't sort of fall into that trap. Does that make sense? Mm hmm. Yeah. And I think you're exactly right in that we can feel demoralized in that we saw this whole menu of all these beautiful things that we really need. Mm -hmm. And what we're getting is we're getting some items from the menu, but we're not getting the entire menu. But honestly, with the people in the kitchen that we have today, whatever we get is probably as good as we could have gotten in 2021. But that just makes it all the more important that we elect better personnel in the kitchen in the future. <laughs> better chefs. We need better chefs. Yeah, I think we'll get the drug pricing. I think they might get rid of the hearing aids or Medicare expansion. And when I say they, I mean mansion and cinema. And that's demoralizing. It is. And it, uh, but I just I kind of want everybody to be like, hey, what did what did we get? And then we we signed it into law and we keep pushing for those things because this country moves left at a snail's a glacial pace. But I think a bigger underscore here is that we've been able to pass a bipartisan infrastructure bill and we will pass a Build Back Better bill. And we did it in the face of autocrats around the world saying democracy doesn't work. Mm hmm. And also the solution to getting less than what we want and what we need and what we deserve is not to stay home because you can you would can see and we'll see what happens in Virginia over the next year or two that the people that did not vote for whatever reason are not going to be very happy with the end results. Yeah. And the GOP is going to send out a lot of messaging in the next eight months. They failed you. You didn't get your Medicare expansion. You didn't get it's all worthless. Why bother voting? Uh, you should just stay home. There'll be third party candidates saying you should vote for me because the other two look what they did. They cut apart your your infrastructure bills and they, they're ineffectual. And people will spend millions of dollars to get you to stay home and not vote and make you apathetic. Please don't let that happen. Absolutely. All right. Anyway, that's my soapbox for today. And I appreciate you being a sounding board for me, Laura. Can you tell everybody where to find and follow you and what they can do to help bolster healthcare voter and what that what that organization is about? Well, you can find me on the internets on every social network. Uh, I'm usually L Packard or uh, search for Laura Packard. You can find Healthcare Voter also on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, all the places. We are educating and empowering voters to, you know, push for better healthcare in America and hold elected officials accountable when they vote against our healthcare. Yeah, and hopefully the next step is a public option. We'll see. <laughs> but it's we'll going to be a while. It's going to be a while. We have to show up to vote. If we don't, we'll get nothing. And and what we have put together, they will let it expire and it will go away. Absolutely. So keep that in mind and check out Healthcare Voter and follow Laura Packard. Thanks so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Everybody stick around. We'll be right back with the good news. It's AG here for the beans. And this portion of the show is sponsored by Tomboy X, my new favorite underwear in the history of underwears. After dealing with bad fits and ugly designs, I finally found the perfect underwear at Tomboy X. Tomboy X has made underwear that actually gets me. I got their new boy shorts in the Progress Pride Stripes print, and I love the fit, feel, and they look sick. So Tomboy X has been making boldly all-inclusive underwear since 2014. And I've been trying to find some that fit my body because I'm high-waisted. So when I buy boy shorts, the 
seem that always rolls down the band, the waistband, but not Tomboy X. They love any size, boxer briefs to bikinis, boy shorts to bras. Tomboy X fits you in your style. They also offer loungewear, swimwear, socks, T-shirts, and other accessories. And they pride themselves on quality, fit, and inclusivity. They have no back seams to ensure a comfortable fit that never rides up. They have this, those silky waistbands I was telling you about that won't roll down. It's truly amazing. Tomboy X has underwear for all sizes and shapes. And with their love at first wear guarantee, you can order risk-free while you find your perfect fit. Discover your inner tomboy. And let me get you started with my special discount. Go to tomboyx.com, enter code DAILYBEANS, and you'll get an extra 20% off. That's an extra 20% off when you enter code DAILYBEANS at tomboyx.com. Great for holiday shopping. Tomboyx.com, restrictions apply. See site for details. And today's show is also brought to you by Cometeer, the most delicious coffee brewed better through science. Cometeer is frozen, pre-brewed coffee in pocket-sized recyclable capsules that you melt to make. No equipment needed. With Cometeer, you can always get barista-quality coffee or lattes. My regular coffee drink used to be cream and sugar, but Cometeer is so smooth and balanced, I drink it black now. It's so simple to make, okay? You just have a cup of hot water, drop the capsule in there, it melts in a minute or so. And then you dump it in your coffee cup and add a little bit of water and some whatever you like to add to your coffee. I've just been drinking it black because it's so good. You melt to make it. And you can do cold coffee, iced coffee in 10 seconds flat. Lattes are just as easy. Cometeer arrives each month to my home. It features the best regionally special roasters with enough capsules for 32 cups. That's the kind of delicious variety I've always wanted. We have a special offer just for you for a limited time. You can get $20 off your first order, 10 free cups, and shipping is always free but only when you visit cometeer.com slash beans20. That's cometeer, spelled C-O-M-E-T-E-E-R dot com slash beans20. I was skeptical at first. I mean, it's brewed coffee. You melt to make. It's so fast, but it's truly one of the best, if not the best tasting cups of coffee I've ever had. And if you like coffee at all, this is a taste to believe product. It's simple, it's easy, it's fast and amazing. That's cometeer.com slash beans20 to save $20 off your first order. A new day has arrived on earth for coffee. That's cometeer.com slash beans20. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Well, we're blown on good news is on the way. And if you have any good news or happy thoughts or anything you want to send in, shit kids say, shit parents say, say shit your grandparents say. <laughs> I, could do a, I could do an hour on shit my grandpa used to say. <laughs> send it in to us by going to dailybeanspod.com. And clicking on contact, we need it. We're going to need it. The news is going to start getting heated up again. We had a little bit of a lull and it's going to be, I think, pretty busy until the holiday break. So send them in, please. First up from IH, pronouns he, him. On the good news side of things for AG, I've been a listener since the kitchen table days and I've written in over the years as half of two national park rangers that listen daily. So I wanted to share that my fiance and I just ordered over 3000 fake eco-friendly flowers for our wedding next April. Oh, recently they got a huge promotion and moved to a national park about 3000 miles away from my park. But on the plus side, we're doing our part to save the planet. But on the negative side, I have no clue where the hell I'll keep the, all these damn flowers until then. Any suggestions would be great. Oh this sounds goodness. like a, a submission for Amy's court, honestly. Totally. Yeah, I think she should be able to make a ruling on that. Oh, here we go. This next one is Beans Court Quickie Ooh. from Anonymous. She, her. We recently started going back into the office, but with very few people there, it was very limited ways for me to entertain myself. I resorted to, quote, fixing the toilet paper on all the rolls. What say you, oh, wise women of news swearing? Goatee, pulling up from front, or mullet, pulling it from the back, which is correct. 
I know my fight is probably with the custodian, but it's my form of entertainment. <laughs> okay, so we just stop with that, and then I'll continue reading. So, listen. There's only one way. Thank you. It's it's over. It's it, over. It's over. Listen, yeah. you're going to get a bunch of people write in and go, if you have cats that like to play with the toilet paper, it's much easier for them to unroll the entire fucking roll if it's over, because yeah. then they just get their paws and start pew, 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 pew. However, hmm. that's not really a consideration if you're thinking about humans, and it is very hard to find the end of a roll of a toilet paper in the dark if it is under. So just put yeah. it over. Now, I do have cats, so I do not put it over, but I recognize that over is the correct way. Thank you. And I can say that this is Pentagon-sanctioned information, okay? Because when I was in the military, <laughs> <laughs> it was required that when we change the toilet paper rolls in our barracks, that the toilet paper or, on inspection has to be over. So that it, this Interesting. is Department of Defense. This is a matter of national fucking security that we put the toilet paper over. I always laugh when I go into hotel rooms now, like when you check into a nice hotel room, the toilet paper, there's always like a ribbon or a sticker that, you know, like a little sticker sealing it. It's like their gift of being like, you just spent $600 on this hotel room. Here's a present. <laughs> and, 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 they, and they fold it triangle. Yeah. Like a little, like a little pointy thing with the Very seriously. sticker on it. All yeah. right. Continuation of the submission. This is the news. I just purchased The Reckoning for my upcoming vacation with in-laws, family of Trump fans. So I'm armed with Mary's book. And of course, my damn it doll picture is attached. I hope you can read the label. I love the work you do and look forward to finding out if any family member will be lucky enough to get a paid subscription to your podcast. I suspect we have a closet Democrat in the family. She's the nicest to me. Now, for the Trump fans, I'm donating to Democrats, LGBT, and pro-choice groups in their respective states and in the family members' names for Christmas. I love this human being, whoever you are. I know, me too. That's a nice damn it doll, by the way. And it says, wherever things... Oh, God, my 45-year-old readers. Hold on. Can I zoom on now? This. (laughs) Okay, I'm getting there. Hold on. It's focusing. Here we go. Whenever things don't go so well and you want to hit the wall and yell, here's a little damn it doll that you can't do without. Just grasp it firmly by the legs and find a place to slam it. And as you whack the stuffing out, you'll uh, yell, damn it, damn it, damn it. That's what the damn it doll says. (laughs) I love these. I do too. They're fantastic. This one's actually really cool. The next picture was zoomed in. Oh, Jesus H. All I had to do. (laughs) You know what, assholes? All I had to do. (laughs) Scroll a little bit. Scroll a little more instead. I'm like, it sounded like my mother. Hey, how do you make this picture larger? How do you make it bigger? Hey, gee, I can't read this. (laughs) Where's the light on my phone? Oh, good Lord. That's amazing. (laughs) All right, let's see here. Oh. For Patricia, pronoun she and her. Hello, Beans Queens. Celebrating the good news of Beto finally running for governor. I'm attaching a photo of my 12-year-old rescue iguana, Ayoku. Living in Texas under the Abbott authoritarian regime, Ayoku was so excited to hear that Beto was running to replace that rolling sack of shit that Ayoku launched his Lizards for Democracy group, grabbed his markers, made signs, and joined the Beto campaign. Look at that iguana face. If that's not a smile for Beto, I don't know if I've ever seen one. Paid for by Lizards for Democracy. That's quite <laughs> That's a beautiful sound. creature. He is so cool. He really is very cool. <laughs> Mary would love that picture. All right, this is from Sh- uh, Chalice. Rhymes with Alice, and I know that because I read it. Pronouns are she and her. Queens of the beans, I have shit kids say mixed with a malapropism. My 12-year-old son, Leland, is on an autism spectrum and therefore interprets the world in his own unique way. Well said. 
My husband and I are constantly amused by the random stuff that comes out of his mouth. Oh, it comes out of his face. Excuse me. <laughs> like the time he was once loudly exclaimed in a restaurant, Mom, I am not food, while I was tickling him and nibbling on his arm. So, so lately, he has started saying, you're right on all fours <laughs> when he wants to agree with something you have said. We've tried correcting him, and you're right on all accounts, but to no avail, he prefers his own version. <laughs> I've attached a picture of my son in his Halloween costume. Leland is a very old soul and always joke with him and his teachers that he's a little old man in a boy's body. So this year he dressed up as a little old man. Enjoy. (laughs) Oh my goodness. He's so so freaking cute. Oh, and he's got a cane in the whole nine. Sure does. Fedora. That's amazing. I love it. And the high pants with the suspendies. That's Uh, so. And a good tie. A good tie. Yep. Oh, yep. Oh, that's amazing. That's awesome. You're right on all fours. Mm -hmm. I love it. I'm going to start saying that to my podcast. (laughs) Next up from FA for my handle, Furrier Analyst. And yes, I'm an ultra geek extraordinaire. Pronouns she and her. Greetings from Germany. Lovely beans, queens and co. You had the explanation of squaring the circle. So I thought you might want to start requesting good examples of the phrase, meaning attempting to do the impossible, similar to oxymoronic phrases. Empathetic MAGA supporters. Or an apologetic big fucking liar. I am a recent legumophile and enjoy not only your daily dose, but I'm going through older podcasts as a means of clearing the brain cobwebs that have come about from a pandemic-induced cabin fever. I'm writing to you as an immigrant living in Germany where we do not currently have pets, so my college-enrolled daughters, who are also temporary housemates, have adopted the long-eared owl that is roosting in our backyard. They have named it Hubert. Oh, I roll. I roll. She says, for pet tax, I therefore include some spot the owl picks. Ooh. Th- hmm, thanks for all you do. Please get up, <gasps> keep it up. And my motto, don't follow the masses. Oh my God. Look at the first picture. Just an owl eye. Boom. Remember the M is silent and don't follow the masses. Oh, look. <gasps> Hello. That's a great photo. That is a very cool photo. Wow. Hello, the rest of the owl you. really comes out once you find the eye. Yeah. Oh, and there's the other one. Yeah. How beautiful. Gorgeous. It's amazing how the owl looks like he's glowing. <laughs> wow, this is really cool. These pictures are fantastic. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Danke schön. Oh my God, I just scrolled down to a picture. I can barely handle I it. Okay. I know. I know. This is from Rosie, pronouns she and her. AG, Dana, and Amy, happy Thanksgiving. We've got so much to be thankful for this year. I'm thankful for my health. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful the Orange Menace is no longer president. And I'm thankful for all you and the loving community you've created. Good news. I've been boosted. Even better news. My girl's is having a baby and I found out last night it's a boy. My nieces are expecting their first child early spring 2022. I'm so proud of my girls and I can't wait to meet my nephew. Attached are pictures of my sweetheart, Cecilia, begging for a noms and my extremely judgmental niece, Nyla, who doesn't approve of anything. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. That cat. Yeah, that look. That is that's, definitely a look of. That's plotting your demise. Yeah. Right there. What in the fuck are you doing? That's what that cat's thinking. Well, thank you, Rosie, for telling us all you have to be thankful for. And I encourage everyone to send in Ooh. lists of shit that you're thankful for. I uh, would love to hear that. And I think it would sort of lift everyone's spirits. And yes, I know uh, we must be cognizant of the indigenous genocide uh, uh, yes. that happened when we first arrived. I've sort of kind of made thanksgiving not about that at all and just more about time with family and food and friends i think that's what it should be and maybe we can just 
We need a new name for it. Co-opt it. it. Yeah, Yeah. let's co-opt it. I'm all for that because I do love the holiday. And I wish it wasn't born out of what it was born out of because I think it's Mm -hmm. one of our more connective holidays that's not based around capitalism and Mm -hmm. gifts. It's just time and people and... I do wish that it had started in a different way, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy to celebrate the thoughts behind it that, we, that we've come to adopt. Yeah, our families and our people, our yeah. chosen families. And, uh, as we honor, as we honor. And good food. Um, and yeah, so please let us know what you're thankful for. Let's co-op this holiday and make it about something good instead of where it came from. I would appreciate it. And I, I, I would just love to hear what everybody's thankful for. I think it would, I think it would be a, a big help going coming into the end i think it'd be beautiful yeah Yeah. so thank you and um we've reached the portion of the show don't ask ask me dana (laughs) if she has any final thoughts (laughs) i have no final thoughts because i wasn't prepared to be here today amy (laughs) has my final thoughts and if you ask amy maybe she'll give them to you but if you don't then we won't know till next week Will Amy be here next week? Will Dana finally have some final thoughts? Tune in Monday (laughs) to the Daily Beans to find out. And until then, everyone have a wonderful weekend. Please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, take care of the planet, and take care of your mental health. I've been AG. And I've been DG. And them's The Beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com.